What if everything you thought and believed about successful buying, selling, and financing your home was wrong? Welcome to HomeWise with Michael Midget. This is where you can count on straightforward, objective advice on the right way to make the most out of every dollar you put into your home. Whether it's buying, selling, or financing, even maintaining and growing its value along the way. Coming to you from the News Talk STL studios at Union Station in St. Louis. Welcome to HomeWise. I'm Stal Pontikas with the creator and host of HomeWise, Michael Midget. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome aboard. We're glad you're with us for the show. Michael, good to see you, buddy. How are you? I'm good, Stel. How are you? No, doing fine, thank you. Uh, how was your week? Uh, we'll always actually, start this out with, we'll t- t- tell me how your week was. <laughs> I've been doing uh, pretty well. Today is my wife's birthday, so i uh, got some stuff planned for her today. And right. uh, actually, it's been a pretty good couple of days. How about you? Good. Um, have um, So we've been talking about debt and debt elimination so this is probably like is this have you had any thoughts since last week or week before that that uh, maybe didn't occur to you right away well i think the one thing that always sticks in the back of my mind whenever we're uh taking care of certain bills i'm always thinking you know michael says you better make sure you don't spend more than you bring in so <laughs> that's that's always the reminder there from what you've always yeah told us. Well, you will you know if you if you violate that rule, you'll know it pretty quick. Hmm. Okay, because you will see because see the difference if you're spending more than you make. There's there's a difference there, right? So in that case, uh, that would be negative margin if you're following along. That will that has to come from somewhere, right? So it would end up. Either your bank account would be draining if you had previously were able to save money and now you're not able to save money, so you're going the other way, so your bank account would be going down. Or, um, and this is what's happening to the vast majority of people today that find themselves in debt, is that your credit card balances would start going up, Mm. right? So because that money has to come from somewhere. It can't just, doesn't doesn't just appear, appear out of thin air. So- um, you know, this is getting back into something that I used to and still do to some degree, but this used to be the primary focus of my business. Um, dealing with debt, debt elimination, uh, using debt consolidation as a tool to do that. So getting back into this, um, you know, I've already related it to the buying and selling uh of a home. Uh, there's the debt consolidation purchase and a way to assist in uh, or help make make a home affordable. All right. That goes beyond what the traditional, you know, mortgage approach would be, even though it involves a mortgage. Right. Because, um, you know, as we said before, your home and everything you do with it touches virtually every other part of your finances and all the other areas of your finances at some point intersect with and touch touch your home. That's how integral of a of a you know of an asset this is. So it's the epicenter, right? The epicenter financially, the epicenter emotionally. Uh, you know, it's the nest. It's the where we live. It's oftentimes uh, you know we refer to financially the nest egg. That's might might be where the vast majority of your nest egg resires today or your personal wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, it's likely to continue up through 
and to retirement. That's what makes this so important. So talking about debt, we're not straying away from that original theme of the show. Uh, the show is really wrapped around everything that has to do with a home. Okay. And this, this plays right along, you know, right along with it. So just, just keep that in mind. Today, we're going to dive into and focus on uh, what I've referred to previously as the key or the most important part of a debt consolidation and debt elimination plan, which is the, that idea of margin, building margin, where does it, where does it come from? Okay. So uh, we will dive into that. Um, I remember back uh, when, you know, I referred to you previously that this used to be the primary focus of my business. Mm -hmm. Okay. This was virtually a hundred percent of what we did dealing with debt to help people, you know, basically manage their finances. Okay. And for a lot of people that begins with debt. That's the springboard into problems. It's also the springboard out of problems when you can, you know, we, you know, when you can address that. So it it was, you know, we talked to people on a daily basis about loans, using loans for consolidations, using consolidation as a tool to finance and fund a debt elimination plan, not only to deal with the debt and the payments today, but to get you out so that you actually get from where you are to where you want and need to be. Mm. And without the elimination or the wiping out, the truly wiping out of that debt, not just the characterization, which is what the which is what the consolidation does, it puts you in a position to drive an elimination plan. But unless you actually take that uh, consolidation, the benefit of that, which is the reduction in payments, and apply it back to the debt, you get nowhere. And in fact, you actually can end up worse off than than where you started. Um, it's the potential for good, um, but it also has the potential for bad. But anyway, um, one of the most common things that that you know that we would hear when we would talk to uh, people about what we do, what our ideas are, the strategies, and all this is about Dave Ramsey. All right, and if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he's the premier, you know, debt these days uh he's on the radio he's on the tv he's got books and courses and and all that kind of stuff you know so you can if you've never heard of him a quick google search will fill you in but more than likely you've probably at least at least heard the name so um the and you know that is why we would commonly hear hear his name okay um and how uh, he doesn't believe the same things that I believe, hmm. right? Because we're talking about using debt consolidation as a tool, Dave. Dave, mm-hmm. Dave, Dave does, you know, you know, doesn't believe in that. So these people would recite Dave back to me. Now, understand, all right? Uh, these are people who are in debt, okay? And in order for us to be having a conversation, you, you, you pretty much need to have a lot of debt, right? Because people don't show up or help uh, when they just have a little problem, you know, or a little bit of debt. They wait, right? Because at first, uh, it's not a problem. It's not a problem until it gets painful. It's like a toothache, you know? When you get that first twinge, you're like, uh, you know, it could be anything. I could have just woke up at the wrong side of the bed today, you know? <laughs> and then the next week, the twinge turns to, oh, there's some pain there. Oh, maybe I was gritting my teeth, you know? And like, you know, you just wait and, you know, it'll go away. And, you know, a lot of times those things do go away, 
I, you know, I have them all the time. I don't know if there's a dentist out there, maybe he can help me out with this. Uh, tell me what I need to, you know, if this is an issue or not, but it, but it, but it tends to go away, right? I try to take pretty good care of my teeth. So I don't think I have any issues, but you know, it's, that is like that most of the time. If you truly have a problem, if you have a toothache, it's just not going to go away on its own. It's going to progressively get worse. It's going to get worse. Nobody really wants to go to the dentist, right? It's like if mm-hmm. you made a list of the things that we want to do today, uh, dentist would even make a list. <laughs> That's true. Even if you have a toothache, it's still darting down near <laughs> way, bottom. way down. Until, yeah, until. The pain's unbearable. Until you can't eat, you know, you can't <laughs> sleep, you can't even think straight, and you're like, it's the only thing I can think about. Maybe we should go see a dentist, mm. right? So that is kind of like that, okay? So people don't show up when they just have a little problem. They show up when they have a big problem. Mm. So, um, and these are people quoting Dave Ramsey to me, all right? So now think about that, all right? Uh, there are people who are... Uh, they're likely not Dave Ramsey clients. Why would they be talking to me if they were, right? They have a lot of debt if, you know, Dave is pretty, you know, effective at his teachings and what he teaches people, you know, people people have success with it. It's, it's kind of hardcore, all right? But some tough love there. Mm. But, uh, I mean, if you apply it, you know, it's effective. So for somebody's going to quote back to me him, they're they have that problem they're likely not a not a client or at least not a client yet right so why are they quoting them quoting them back to me if they were they wouldn't they wouldn't be my client they wouldn't be having having this conversation with me so um anyway i would i I would hear this all the time all right and it makes me think you know well dave must be wrong right i mean he's got to be wrong because i mean it couldn't be me right couldn't be i couldn't be the problem here because I've been doing this my whole entire professional career. I mean, by golly, I'm an accountant by degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in lending and finance, and this is the primary focus of my business. I work directly with people. I've implemented plans for people. My personal design implemented personally by me. I know for a fact because I've seen it firsthand that it works. Okay. But Dave doesn't believe that. Okay. And it's getting in the way. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, for the good of the people, for the good of the client, you know, the consumer, the people that I'm talking to, I, I need to get to the bottom of this. For the good of humanity. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm included in that. Sure. So, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, there's there's a self. I mean, without some piece of selfish motive in there, I mean, I'm capitalist, right? I like to make money. I'm sure I need to make money. By the way, everybody needs to make money. Otherwise, you probably spend more than you make, you know? So, and because spending is going up and you say you got to make more and, you know, but you just, we don't believe in doing that at the expense of the consumer. You need to deliver value. You get a commensurate or uh, you get a commensurate value back. So you deliver value, you get value back. I do a service for them. I provide a benefit for them. I get paid, you know, I, I mean, it's got to work. It's got to be good for everybody, right? So um, I just, you know, I had to dig into this for myself. I had to go investigate. You know, it's it, it's not good enough to, I know who he is. I got a sense of what he, what he teaches. You know, I kind of, I know, you know, I know just enough to be dangerous. 
Uh, I mean, I need to really like, I need to go through the course. I need to read his books. I need to become, you know, I need to get in that mindset of what it is to understand what it is because this is the mindset or at least the mindset of what, what, what some of the people have. All right. So I did that. And just by the way, um, because we don't agree, I don't necessarily believe that he is wrong. Okay. Um, however, there are more than a few, uh, views of his that I think are short-sighted. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have disagreements. Um, it's really, it comes down to something. I think he is making decisions on behalf of the person or the people that ought to be their decision, right? Believe in giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, I don't believe in the, you know, there's a bigger picture here, which is, you know, the government taking care of the people or making decisions for the people, protecting the people. Oh, in overextension of that, not that he's the government, but it's a similar, it's a similar thing there. Well, I'm not going to stand behind this idea because you could potentially hurt yourself with it if you were to use it wrong, if you were to do something, do something wrong. So uh, it really comes down to, we have two different definitions of consolidation. He looks at it and he's talking about it. I don't believe in it because it's not a solution to a problem. And I'll be the first one to tell you it's not a solution. All right. But we are we are we are going to we are going to dig into that. Um, If it hasn't become apparent by now. um, See, Dave, Dave is best known for getting out of debt, getting people out of debt. Got this thing he calls debt snowball. Right. So so that's his system. Uh, I call mine debt meltdown. So I refer to you. But if I you know, if I use those terms, just understand we are, um, you know, you know, it's the same thing. Uh, The steps are very similar. They're almost carbon copies of each other. Uh, the drill downs within the steps, there are, there are some variations in that, but it's essentially, it's, you know, it's essentially the same thing. All right. But the biggest piece that I take issue with, that's the biggest difference. It's the key aspect of what I've already said makes a debt plan work, which is the idea of margin and how to build margin. All right. So, um, I've talked about margin, building margin. You've done a, a consolidation and elimination examples in previous shows. Um, if you haven't listened to those, you can find them on homewiseradio.com, uh, newly designed website. It's all up there. Uh, if you've been to the old one, you'll like the new one better. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody I've spoken with <laughs> has, oh, good. has been like, oh, that's good. much better. Like, I can find it now. Like, okay, uh, good. That's mm-hmm. doing its job. Um, but... Um, let's, let's, let's recap the, um, the steps of the debt elimination system. All right. So step one steps are, it's really step zero, which is to stop the debt, right? Stop digging, freeze the debt. Um, you can't hit a moving target, right? So if you're continuing to charge on credit cards, not pay it off at the end of the month, and you are continuing to accumulate debt, it's going to be really tough to, uh, it's going to be really tough to, to get that debt paid off. All right. Step one, then the, you know, the key piece of it is, is the creation of margin, which margin just real simply, it's the difference between what you make and what you spend, right? So you have to spend more, I'm sorry, you have to make more 
than you spend. You can't spend more than you make. There's got to be a difference there because uh, the only way to eliminate debt outside of something like bankruptcy or something that's going to wreck your credit, right? The only way to get out of debt is you got to pay it back. You got to pay it back, mm. right? By the way, when you do it that way, when you do it this way, uh, it actually helps your credit. It builds your credit, not hurts your credit. So if you're suffering from a lower credit score now, expect that to improve if you were to embark on something something like this. So um, there's just there's numerous. This is kind of like an exercise program, you know. Like you, I did it to lose weight, but I also got health, healthier along the way. This is similar to that. Get a knot of debt. It's going to have multiple multiple positive effects, but. Um, the key is driving driving that margin. It's the key to key to driving the plan. The speed at which you create margin determines how fast you get out of debt. All right. So if you have no margin, that's going to be pretty slow, right? Now, if you just if you freeze the debt, right? So key step zero, freeze the debt, keep making the payments on the debt that you have. Eventually, it will pay off. As those debts pay off. Um, that's what's called an orphan payment because you have the debts gone and there's no, there's, there's no payment, uh, sorry, there's no payment associated with it now, but you got to earmark that for something because now that's going to be the piece that continues to build your margin. Um, and it, 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 it flows, it, you know, it flows through the whole thing. The faster you can build that, the fast, the faster you get out of debt. So you take that margin, you apply it to debts and, um, you, you you work your way through it as you go debt by debt by debt, rinse and repeat, and eventually you get to the end. Um, that is that is how it works. Okay, that's a snowball. So the idea of the snowball gets bigger as you go along. Mines melt down. It melts down debt. It, mm. A candle starts out thin, but by the time it gets down to the bottom, it's thicker. It's fatter. You know, I mean, it's you know, there's all kinds of different metaphors you know you can put with this. But that key aspect is to build margin. Um, Let's go to break because I know we're coming up to a to a space here. Uh, we will explore Dave's answer for this and how to build margin. Okay, when we'll right. come back, we'll take a quick break here. Thank you for joining us for HomeWise. That's Michael Midget. I'm Stel Pontikas. We will return in just a moment. Welcome back to HomeWise. I'm Stel Pontikas with the host and creator of the show, Michael Midget. Michael, let's get back into it, buddy. Thanks, Stel. All right. So if you are just joining us, we are talking about debt elimination, debt consolidation, uh, my previous life. Um, I mean, same company, same everything doing it. Just um, debt elimination was a one of the main focuses of, you know, of my business. I did it day in and day out, built my own system. I know it very well. All right. And, um, would come into contact with people that, um, believed in Dave Ramsey stuff. Cause he's like the premier debt guru. Hmm. Right. So if you're, if you're in, if you're paying attention to that space, if it's something that you're into, you're aware of him, you know what his teachings are, and you will come to find that. Um, I, I believe very heavily in debt consolidation. It's my, it's my favorite way to build margin, which is a key aspect to driving a plan. Dave doesn't believe in it, all right? And 
we are digging into why why that is, all right, which we are going to get to that in the third segment. But for right now, let's just talk about the building, you know, the building of the margin, because that is the key. If you have no margin, that that pay down is going to go very slow and you are more likely than not to fail with this because speed is what you need. <laughs> you know, the cliche. Um, Dave is a little thin on how to make this happen, in my opinion, anyway. Um, he, there is no specific create margin step in, in the snowball system, all right? Um, he just refers to paying back debt as fast as you can, which is true. And chipping away at debt with whatever money you can muster, which I believe in that. That's true. If you're able to do that, by all means, do that. Okay. Um, what he does have to say on the matter is contained under a different step. So it won't make a lot of sense without kind of getting into the way his whole thing is structured. Because remember, it's a course and it's books and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like expanded and stretched out a little bit. But... Um, he incorporates this really falls under the budget stop. Hey, the okay. budget, that word, that, that word, of, you know, you say budget and you're like, people run like, <laughs> or they just t- tune out or, you know, I mean, who wants to hear about a budget? Nobody wants a budget. Most people don't even have a, well, they have a budget. They don't have a formal budget that they, that they follow and, you know, and live by. Um, I prefer spending plan or cash flow plan or something like that. But just, you know, again, I'm going to sugarcoat it for you. It's a budget. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, When you plan it, write it down and track it. There is magic in that. If you you do just that, money will appear out of thin air. I promise. Almost literally guaranteed. All right. Uh, In accounting, we have this... There's this mantra we talk about, which is, you know, things get better by just by tracking it, right? Until you track it, you really don't know how you're doing anyway, you know? So imagine in your car, let's say you didn't have a gas gauge, okay? And you you know how far your car will go. And, you know, you say you can drive 300 miles on a tank of gas if you fill it all the way up and you drive it all the way down. But now you got to remember how well, where how many how how many miles into that am I? And are you always going to look at that? You know, people now are trained by you know trained to look at the gas gauge and where where, where that arm is. And uh, by the way, uh, people will still run out of gas <laughs> even with that. Um, now that I've said that, I will probably do that. Although I to date I haven't. I've come pretty darn close. You know, the roll up on fumes fumes thing. But... What's even worse is when you get the. Uh... Uh, if your vehicle has a warning light and has a screen that comes up that says you've got 50 miles left and you're thinking, yeah, huh, okay, how far can I go? <laughs> you know, well, you can go 50 miles. Uh, and I got the countdown thing there too, right? So, I, you know, I got 17 miles. Like, I can drive. I can almost drive from where, yeah. you know, down here at 17 miles. The problem is like, am I going to want to get anywhere? Um, but. By the way, yeah, there's a light that flashes, but it kind of gets drowned out by all the other flashing lights on my dashboard. You know, it, it may just be a guy thing, though, because yeah. most women I know always say, well, I don't let it go below half a tank. Yeah, well, like, well that, good that, for you. Yeah, yeah that's my <laughs> wife. We're, we're driving around. She looks over like, oh, we need to get gas. I'm like, well, why? And go another 150 <laughs> miles. Like, we're, I can drive to Kansas City almost <laughs> from here. Um, like, oh, no, it's below half. <laughs> yep. 
Like, oh, okay. So it's the same thing yeah. Yeah. financially. And yes. there's nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong with that. Um, unless you're just not in a space where you can get gas. But <laughs> you are not a gas. Anyway, yeah. um, you know, just by tracking, you will mm-hmm. you you will do better. Uh, it happens before you even begin to restrict spending. Right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens is there's a natural restriction that occurs. If you were to look at and write down track every every dollar coming out of out of your thing, right? Because now we you know we live in the uh, the debit card credit card, uh, you know, the swipe it. I guess now you can tap it. I don't do the tap thing, but that's even easier. Sometimes you don't even have to take it out of your pocket. You can just wave it or it's in your pocket. It's close enough to the thing or it's connected to your phone and your phone's close enough. I mean, it's like, like you walk by a kiosk and your phone is like, it's sucking money out of your pocket. I'm like, how do you make this stop? You know, my, my son's got one of those green light cards, you know, to teach him how to manage the money mm. in that by the way Dave mm-hmm. doesn't believe in that either I mm. think that's a mistake uh you're not going to escape this phenomenon you might as well just embrace it head on and teach you know we got to teach our kids. kids about it yeah but he's got he he's finding out that like you sign up for things that charge you every month even though you don't use it every month and he's got things that are trying to come out of there he's got no money in it mm. right um he doesn't have a regular income, right? So it's it, we're just using it as a tool instead of walking around and spending cash. It's 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 teaching some other things with us, but um, there's no money in it. But it's trying to take money out. Like there's a lesson in that, son. Um, <laughs> pay attention to that. Like I, I mean, you need to have mom call. You know, talk to mom. Have mom call. You know, you call somebody. Mm-hmm. Needs, I'm not. Somebody needs to, you know, like you need to get to the bottom of this. Oh, well, don't worry. They can't take it out because it's not in there. Well, the second you do put money in, it's going to uh-huh. come straight out. And it might come up straight out like three times if it's been three months mm. since they got paid. I mean, you never know what's building up in the background there. You know, I mean, it's how people like wake up one day and they're like, what happened to all my money? You know, so um, it, it's like. There's this phenomenon in science where an experiment, by observing the experiment, the results of the experiment change. And it has a name. We're not going to get into it, but this is kind of like that. So the budget, when you just look at it, if you track it, if you pay attention to it, it will it will get better. All right. So the restaurants, the eating out, the grocery store, the, the checkout line at the grocery store, the snacks, the food, the sodas, the... The Starbucks, you know, the latte factor. We've talked about that. In mm-hmm. the past. So like entire books, publishing empires built on just don't go to, buy your coffee somewhere else besides Starbucks a day. You'll save $3 a day. It's $100 a month. And now you've got the keys of the kingdom. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, I just summed the whole thing up for you. Saved you reading six <laughs> Um, So let's get on today's fuzzy, I, fuzzy idea of creating margin, right? Okay. So get your... Number one, get get control of your finances. Okay, it starts with a budget, spending plan. Create and stick, stick to that budget, right? So that's what we were just talking about. Eliminate the waste. Now, you know, step two of that will be cut back, you know, where you can. Um, and then he will continue to drill down into that. You know, you got you to gotta cause yourself a little pain. You got to be willing to, you know, you're going to have to hurt, you know, like hurt yourself a little bit to, you know, you know, you're going to change, you're going to eat, you know, you're going to, the beans and wheat, you know, I mean, like you're going to scrimp and, and save, right? Because 
he's re- this is what he's relying on in order to come up with margin. All right, so you got to basically figure out your own margin. All right, which you're going to do in your own budget. It's money. I mean, it's got to come out of the money that you already make. Okay, or that you're making now. The money, you know, the money that's coming in, but. You're going to restrict spending. When you do that, you'll save on average. Most people can find about 300 bucks a month. Holy cow, 300 bucks? Really? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would be surprised. You know, the $5 here, the $10 here. Well, now that's $10 here and $30 here today with inflation and all this. Um, you know, if you've got three or four movies, you know, you've got your, you got your internet, you got your phone, you got your, uh, you got your TV, then you have your, pay your basic TV channels and your pay channels. And then you might have some like some, 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 some ancillary pay channels that don't go through your TV service. I mean, you might be paying 17 different ways, you know, and it sounds like, Oh, I don't have to pay $200 a month for, for TV anymore. Like we used to have to do to, you know, like back in the day when you like cable, you know, I mean, that was mm. like, that was a major order. That was a major bill. That thing's down pretty cheap now, except, now you're just getting nickel and dime to death separately. If you want HBO, that's separate. You know, that's a separate bill. It's a separate line item on your on your credit card. See, they figured out that a line item amount on a credit card below a certain amount might as well be invisible. You don't see it. You ever look at a credit? I mean, my credit cards, I mean, you know, today people charge, like you charge everything, right? So you got a credit card bill that's like seven pages long. <sighs> You know, like it's like a spreadsheet, you know, sending you a spreadsheet. You know, like I can go cross-eyed looking at the thing. I don't even look at it anymore. Um, two digits, right? Doesn't even stand out. Well, and I think the number, last time I actually looked this up, some scientific research, the number was somewhere, it was between 30 and $40. A monthly charge below 30 or $40 might as well be, you know, if you were going to charge $10 for something, you might as well charge 19 27, 28, there's no difference. There, It will not affect sales. It will not affect refunds or anything. But the second you go over, like it's either th- somewhere between 30 and $40, there's this magic place. If you go over that, all of a sudden it stands out like a sore thumb. And if they're not using it, you know, that it, then it, that it's going to get canceled. Mm. Right. So you got all these getting like boom, 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 like, like a machine gun coming out of your, coming out of your credit card. And you, you know, and you you never even notice it, right? Seems crazy. I can't be, I can't, you know, I don't believe you, Mike. I don't believe, go look at your credit card. Maybe you're not one of the people like that. Okay. But a lot of people are, I would say most people are. HBO is a big company, you know, Time Warner. They make a lot of money. They got a lot of subscribers. Netflix got a lot of subscribers. Prime, Amazon Prime got a lot of subscribers, right? I mean, there's, <laughs> you can look at how many, like, we know how many people there are. Well, we know mostly how many people there are in the United States. We know how many people are on the grid on in the United States <laughs> that have social, you know, and are being tracked. And we know, you know, so you can look at how many and look at percentages and it's a fairly I mean, people are pretty connected these days, right? Um, the cell phone bill, like all these different bills, there's just all these things. It's not difficult to go in and say, you know what? Do we really watch the Disney anymore? Well, I mean, it was six ninety nine when we when we signed up for it two years ago. Now it's fourteen ninety nine, and it's got commercials. Well, that you know, um, 
I can say, well, it's only eight bucks. I mean, really, is it going to make a difference in our life? Well, by itself, no. But there's 17 other things that are $8 a month that you can that you can let go of. There's 100 bucks right there without even trying. The grocery store, you know, uh, we started shopping at Costco. Like, Mike, you just discovered Costco? No, I said we just started shopping at Costco. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I don't know. It just... It came down to we were shopping at six different stores to buy all this. Oh, we go here for this and that for that. And we got three different delivery services coming. And this was like a function of the pandemic when you had to like look. There are certain things that we have to buy. We got dietary concerns, restrictions, certain things people have to have, other things people want to have. And, you know, we were trying to manage that. And so we got to go here for this and there for that. And so, well, you know, we can get Instacart for this and ship for that and then Oh, well, they go to here. Uh, we would normally get this at Walmart, but Instacart also goes to Tar- – well, they go to Insta- they go to Walmart too, which you got to have a separate membership for that. Well, under our current membership, we can have them just go over here and get this, and we'll – you know, it's like there's a convenience, you know, before you know it. Well, boom, there's another 30 40 bucks a month. You're overspending on things that you were already buying just to do something. So during the pandemic when we didn't have a lot of choices, that was okay, but now – we don't have those same those same issues, uh, at least to the same degree. But the systems and processes that we had set up to deal with some of those pandemic problems are still in place. So we're still overspending. So take a look at this stuff. It's not it's not difficult to uh, to 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 generate some money out of that. Okay. Now, Dave will tell you number two on his list if he gets to a number two. So number one is the budget. That's the big one. Number two is sell the car. Mm. Sell the car. Really? Dave, come on. <laughs> sell the car? He's presuming you have more than one. Presumingly, you don't need the car. <laughs> okay. You know, and I just, now he does not expound on this, what that means, right? So to me, you say sell the car, sell the car. You know, outright sell the car, don't need the car. Now, it. It does two things, right? Number one, presumably you get some money for the car. And number two, you lose the, you either get money or you lose a payment, right? So you got an orphan payment there. Either way, you can take the cash and create an orphan payment by paying off some other debt and then freeing up some money that you can use to fund the plan. That's margin. That's margin, okay? Um, if you're in a certain situation, you might actually do both. Pay off the car, get or pay the sell the car, pay the car off, get cash back, lose the payment, mm. orphan the payment, use the payments, and then use the cash to pay off debt plus the orphan payment. Now you really have some margin there. It's a good margin builder because car payments are so high. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? Again, homewiseradio.com, all the previous shows, real easy to find. You can sign up for the podcast. You can do all, there's all kinds of stuff you can do there. Go check it out. But sell the car. Now, I think what he's really talking about is a what I'll call a car arbitrage, which is sell your expensive car, buy a less expensive car. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have some equity in your car, sell your car, take the equity, find a car you can buy with cash. Now you re-up the car payment, right? Again, big payment, big margin builder, coupled with, Step number one, which was just look at the budget and make it yield a few hundred bucks a month. Uh, 
builds margin. And so this is his this is his primary way. By the way, you can also have a garage sale, sell your junk, right? That's found money. Uh, you can get a part-time job, a side hustle, start a business. I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm just, he wrote it, I'm reading it, I'm reporting it. Um, I don't know that I would recommend starting a business if you're in debt to make money to get out of debt. Uh, that would seem to complicate everything. I, don't, I mean, it, I mean, by all means, it, it could work. Mm-hmm. But Dave is, you know, one of the reasons why he's averse to the consolidation idea is because there's more risk with it than doing it doing it this way. And so mm-hmm. remember, he's talking to the masses. He's got to do a prescription for the masses, and he's got to like talk to everybody, right? So, um, but I. I think that's risky. He would also have you stop all retirement savings, and I don't. I'm not sure I agree with that either. Depend. It really depends on how much debt you're in, how serious trouble you're in. I mean, if you're getting ready to go under, doesn't matter. Um, if you go bankrupt and you end up in bankruptcy court, they could take that. It potentially, depending on what type of retirement savings it is. Um, but if you're not really terrible off, I would not. I would not go that far. But I mean, outside of those things, I mean, that's about it. That's, it's scrimp, save, sell, mm-hmm. uh, work more. It's, there's no, there's no leverage in there. You know, like I'm a financial wizard. I'm going to spin some plates and twist some dials and flip some levers and really help you out. This is more of a psychologist approach, you know, sit you down, stick my finger in your face and say, you know, get, get, you know, it. This is the FCC button moment. <laughs> get you in contr- under control, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. do it or get off the pot. You know that. You know that kind of stuff. So, um, we're gonna uh, go to break. In the next segment, uh, we're gonna talk about my favorite source of margin. I think is the most powerful source of margin, which is debt consolidation. Um, did you mention? Um, <laughs> Because I've mentioned it over and over again, um, Dave hates con- debt consolidation. So, if you're listening, um, call in. Let's have a conversation about it. Anyway, um, will I will explain why he doesn't like it. Uh, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I just think it's short sighted, and I think it's making decisions for people that might be better left to them and give them the benefit of the doubt. But we will get into that when we come back. All right, we'll take a quick break. That's Michael Midget. I'm Stop Antikas. Thank you for joining us for this edition of HomeWise. We'll be back right after this quick break. Welcome back to HomeWise. I'm Stel Pontikas with the host and creator of the show, Michael Midget. And we're going to jump back into it here. Michael, go for it, buddy. Thanks, Stel. Um, so if you're just joining us, we've been talking about debt consolidation, debt elimination, how to drive a plan, creation of margin, and Dave Ramsey's take on all those different uh, subjects. And we ended the last segment talking about debt consolidation and how it's my favorite way of doing it. It's Dave's, not only his least favorite way, but I mean, he actually says it. I hate debt consolidation. Um, a goes into why. So we're we're going to dig into that a little bit because how could we both be right, right? Because I've already said, I mean, of course, I think <laughs> I'm right. But I mean, I've also said I don't disagree with him. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think he's wrong. All right. 
I won't go as far to say I think he's right. I just don't think he's wrong. It comes down to we have two different definitions or we're talking about two different things when we're talking about that consolidation. And then he's making an assumption that I don't make um, when it, you know, when it comes comes to that. But when you look at the bottom line, we are 100% in sync, which is that consolidation in and of itself is not a solution. It does not help you. You could actually end up paying more, potentially hurt yourself. Therefore, he doesn't like it because he's got to give advice to the masses. And there's literally like millions of people out there listening to him, uh, taking his advice and outside. I mean, I would say don't do this at home on your own. You need a professional to help you if you're going to do a debt consolidation because if you do it wrong, if you do it but don't follow through, like if you only get a partial solution, which debt consolidation by itself is a partial solution. Without the full solution, you don't end up with everything with everything that you get it's kind of like you know if you have to if you're looking at weight loss and you're going to do something it's a you know it's a two-part thing okay first we do this and then you go work out and the thing that you do over here you're really doing to make your workout better which is where all the benefits going to come from and then you're going to get this you're going to get this thing over here and so people hear that and they're like oh this sounds great um you know i don't really need that that good of a result so I'm just, and I don't really like the exercise anyway. I was just going to drop that and I'll take the pill over here, right? Mm -hmm. Except if you take the pill by itself, not only might it not work and you might not get a benefit at all, but it might in it might hurt you, right? And I, I'm making this up, so it's hypothetical, but it's just a, an example of, you know, what I'm what I'm talking about. So you've got to have the plan, the plan piece of it, all right? But if you're using it responsibly, if you're using it properly it's far and away the most powerful tool tool you could have. So, okay. So first off, what are we talking about when I say debt consolidation? I just simply it's where you take multiple other debts of varying balances, various interest rates, varying terms and payments, you combine them all together into a single new debt that has one balance, one rate, a one term and then one one payment associated with this. And when you do that, presumably the new debt is better in some way than all the other debt separately, right? So um, it either has a lower rate or it has a lower payment associated with it. Um, it might have both lower rates and lower payment associated with it. That would be the best of all worlds, but it doesn't it that's not a that's not mandatory in order for it to work but it does need to have at least one of those things because if you're paying a higher rate and you've got higher payments you've got no benefit to doing the consolidation and you know now that doesn't happen very often because people don't bite on that right there's no benefit there's no mm. not even a like a like a benefit that looks like a benefit but it's really not a benefit with it mm -hmm. you know because people you can you can sell them a lower rate that doesn't benefit them and you can sell them a lower payment that doesn't benefit them we've demonstrated that in previous weeks homewiseradio.com uh you can find it all on there 
dig through it. It's really worth it. It's really the last couple of weeks where we've been we talking we've been talking about this concept of debt uh, and that. So you've got to have one of those two things. But there are there are many forms of debt consolidation. So when Dave's talking about it, he's encompassing like all different forms. So anything from on one end of the spectrum, uh, credit card, uh, consumer credit counseling, right? So that's like Chapter Thirteen bankruptcy minus the courts. So they just you know it's a it's mm-hmm. a it, it's legitimate, mm-hmm. and some people belong there, and it's beneficial for you if you need that. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Right. Hurts your credit. It's not good. You still end up paying back all the all you know, you still end up paying back all the money. If you're going to do that, I mean, I actually think you might be just be better off filing bankruptcy and just ripping the bandaid off and doing it fast. Mm. Um, But as people will disagree with me, I don't have I don't have strong feelings either way on that other than neither of those things is what I'm talking about. All right. So when I talk about it, I'm talking about a debt consolidation loan. Presumably you have decent to good to more often than not, perfect credit. By the way, there's most people in debt have perfect credit because that's how you get in debt. That's how you get access to the credit in the first place. Mm. You have to have a strong income and you have good credit. And there's like everybody in town wants to lend you money. Bingo. Right? Yeah. It's a behavioral thing, right? It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means nothing wrong, wrong with it on a humanistic standpoint from your end, from theirs maybe. Uh, you know, the the people that are giving you the credit if they give you too much. But, um, you know, it's 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 not a judgment on you, but it is a credit is a behavioral. It's a behavioral trait. OK, we've talked about that in in in, in, uh, in previous weeks also. So anyway, I'm referring to a loan. Right. So we're taking the multiple other loans. We're putting them together into a single to a single loan, that new single loan in my my land, my my plans um, is going to have a lower payment. Why? Because we're doing this to what? Build margin. Mm-hmm. Build margin, right? That's the reason why we're doing it. If it doesn't build margin, if it doesn't produce a monthly savings, not only one would I not be able to sell it. I mean, there wouldn't be anything for you to buy. Like there would be no benefit. You wouldn't perceive a benefit with it. I could talk to them blue in the face. You still never do it. Um there's got to be there's got to be a benefit in it. I'm doing it to build that margin. Okay, so that's that that's why we're I you know why we're doing it. Um, it is not. So here's the thing. All right. In my world, it's not either or. So we talked about doing the budget thing and go sell your stuff. And if you want to trade your car in, sell your car, do whatever it is on your own to build margin. I'm 100% behind that. If you want to do it, if you're able to do it, if that will work for you, if that'll do it, do it. Okay. Why wouldn't you? (laughs) It will help, right? Why? More margin, faster, get out of debt, you know, get out of debt faster the faster we go, the better chance we have of succeeding. Uh, by the way, the faster you go, the more savings you're going to get. And the sooner you get back to zero, and then you can start building true savings and wealth. Um, so the goal is to build margin as fast as possible, which, by the way, we're going to see why uh, that happens here in a minute with the consolidation. Um, so it's not either or. Do all those things 
and look at doing a consolidation if if it if it would benefit you. In this case, if it would help 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 build margin. All right. So you can do those and and still do a consolidation. Think of it like a supercharger that you're bolting on the top of an engine, right? It takes an already an engine that's already fast, built to perform or whatever, and it can make it perform better. Right? Car'll still be fast without it, but you bolt a supercharger on top and now you got you have a much faster engine, a much you know, you know, much faster, faster car. So, um Dave's plan, uh, the we'll just call it the efficient spending plan method, generates you about three hundred dollars a month. Um, in my previous weeks, we've talked about what a consol. I gave a little rudimentary, simple consolidation plan there, where um, you could save six hundred dollars a month. Um, that was on the thirty. That was on the thirty. The uh, I think it was the thirty thousand dollars of credit card debt, which is. If you have credit card debt and you're listening to this, that's probably in and around the range range that you're at. Um, difference between pre-consolidation payments and the post-consolidation payments. Difference between, that's the margin, okay? So 600 300 that's $900 plus the payments that you're already making because you're going to continue to make the payments you're mm-hmm. already making on there. So that's going to put you well over $1,000, like upwards of 1200 in our... Um, well, maybe yeah, twelve hundred because the payment on the consolidated loan in this case was example was using was a home equity line would have been another three hundred dollars a month. So you're paying twelve hundred dollars a month against against that debt. Um, it speeds it speeds the process. It speeds the process up. So in this case, that consolidation, you know, if the spending plan was three hundred and you were making payments at three hundred, um, the the consolidation doubles what you're what you're able to put you know speed up and put toward that so um that makes it faster so um another point and we've talked about this before so i won't belabor it but it's not a solution in of itself so consolidation by itself no good right because remember in that consolidation example that i gave that 300 dollar a month payment you know it was 900 before is 300 after that was an interest-only payment. So just by paying three hundred a month, that that will never pay off. Okay. Well, that's terrible. Don't do that. You know, like day I can hear him. He's rolling, spinning around in his chair on TV right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't do that. You only a, a moron would do that. Well, yeah, only a moron would do that if you stop there. But you're not doing it to you're not doing it to save the money to just say like oh we saved some money now we're done. i feel good because we saved some money now we're done we're doing it to save some money to drive a bigger idea of a plan a debt consolidation is a tool it's a a tool you're, you're using inside of a debt elimination plan a tool to drive or fund a debt elimination plan to make it work to actually make the debt go away so you got to remember you got to you got to apply the margin to the debt to get it to get it paid off. If you don't, what happens? The funds evaporate. The orphan payments, if you don't reclaim them and put them towards the next debt, they evaporate. The money disappears. The money disappears. You don't get the benefit. You stay in debt. And if you consolidated, you wind up with more debt than what you had before because after you paid the credit cards off, you now you had these credit cards there that are sitting around unpaid off. What happens to those? Well, there's another thing. Money not only 
evaporates if it's left sitting, but it also expands mm-hmm. into fill the space allotted. It's like a job in time, right? You know, you've mm. ever heard of thing jobs mm-hmm. uh, expand to fill the time allotted. So if you're trying to reclaim your time, you just you section off the time that you're going to spend for the thing and magically you're able to get it done in that time. Well, money happens and works much the same way. It must be some fundamental law of the universe or something because it happens it happens all the time everywhere. So um it's if you if you live by those rules, you're not gonna get hurt. And you'll it'll happen fast. The faster it goes, the longer time that you're exposed if you want to look at it that way. Um you know, Dave just he looks at this and he he just doesn't believe ordinary people have any uh, financial discipline or financial acumen and uh, need to be protected from themselves. And I just I just don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I want you to hurt yourself, but I also have the benefit of being able to be present with you, you know, at the time when we're looking at this building this. I can follow you along the way. It's something that I do on a one on one on one basis. So if. Um, if you find yourself in this, if any of this intrigues you, you want to learn more, uh, you can contact me. All right. Um, 314-275-0314, uh, my mortgage website, goshelter.com. And you can always find me through the show website, homewiseradio.com. Also, um, if you're not sure, call, try, Mm -hmm. text, read, visit. Follow, like, share, tune in. Maybe not today. Maybe it's next week. Maybe it's next month. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe you've got your everything's together and your friends see that and they start coming to you for advice. Hey, I know this guy. I heard him. He sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You should give him a call. He's really easy and nice and fun to talk to. And he actually cracks a funny joke from time to time. <laughs> and hopefully they're talking Good. about me. Yep. So, um, but that's it. Good. Oh. Great. That wraps up this edition of HomeWise. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a, a whole bunch of information out of it. I certainly did. I'm Stel Pontikas. That is Michael Midget. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the show. Hope you'll be with us again next weekend for another edition of HomeWise. Loans and loan information provided by Shelter Mortgage, Inc. Visit us at GoShelter.com and MLS number 192609. A Missouri residential mortgage licensee and equal housing lender. Call 888-497-2558 for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply.